D&D 5e Character Lab Podcast with your hosts, Karen and Dan. All right, all right. Welcome to the D&D Character Lab. As you all know, this is a show based around the one thing we as players cannot resist. And that, of course, is compulsively creating characters and daydreaming about their validity in-game. Now, each week, we are bringing a new character to the table, drawing from a plethora of published content we have out there, and scoring against predefined table of criteria. It is then up to us to use our own personal charisma modifiers to convince one another that our baby is best. All right, so how do you feel about your baby this week? Way better than my last baby. Episode 2, I had a pretty weak baby. Yeah, that was a tough loss. Run to the litter. But this week, I'm coming back super strong. A character I'm very excited about, a character that I would love to play. And we are implementing a new rule this week because there have been a few times where I think we can both agree that we did not want to concede the point, the loss. Yeah, the struggle's Uh, real sometimes. We we really feel for these guys. I only want to argue with you for so long. (laughs) You know, at some point I'm just going to give up if you're just barreling down on me. So we are implementing a persuasion check uh, once per episode. You have a chance to argue your point to the limit where the other player can call for a persuasion check. You will then roll a d20, and you will use the character's charisma modifier, the character for that episode, and the DC for the check will be based on what you're trying to achieve. If you want to get a plus two for this, you got to get a 17. Plus one, 15, zero, 12, uh, minus one is a nine. Now, if you get a natural 20 on the persuasion check, Automatic pass. Automatic pass. I'm even going to say you get a plus three for that check. Ah, I like plus that. three for that check. I like it. And if you get a natural one, well, then you got to get a minus three, don't you? I think that's probably fair. So that's what we're going with on this. We'll see if it, how it affects the scoring. To reiterate, we can only use that once. So once we pull that card on the other person, you're out for the rest of the the round here. So let's get going with our level three characters that we have created using Player's Handbook. Volo's Guide and Sword Coast Adventurer's Guide. Dan, I haven't even said our names yet. I was so excited. Well, Dan, let, let you me, are Dan. Well, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm I'm Dan. And I'm Garen. Uh, and yeah, I'll go ahead and get started. I would, again, just like to say that these three published works um, just have an absolute multitude of content um, to pull from for adventurers um, between the classes, subclasses, races. I think that there's just a lot of stuff to work with here so your passion is evident about these books at this point i mean oh yeah i haven't been to your home lately but i i'm curious as if they are they in bed with you at night some nights yeah yeah some nights in the place of pillows or blankets in, in the place of a lover oh. <laughs> but anyway uh let me introduce you to a tabaxi monk Imagine this. A tabaxi monk. That's it. I can imagine. I'm imagining right now. Okay. With excellent dexterity. Of course trained in martial arts, as monks are. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, with the ability to climb walls. Has nine lives, but yet is fascinated by death and attempts to channel it at every chance he gets. Let me introduce you to Cloud of Distant Rain, the tabaxi monk at level three. His alignment is neutral good. So he was a, uh, a monk up in the mountains at this monastery, and the whole monastery just gets wiped out one day by hill giants. But he basically does not recall any of the event other than seeing hill giants appear. Um, he believes that he died and came back, and ever since then, he no longer worships the cat lord like he once did. He is now uh, obsessed with the tradition of long death. So he went on a voyage, ran into a dro elf, 
um, who introduced him to the prayer of long death. Um, and ever since then, he is now on a journey all over Faerun uh, to look for a church where he can worship the tradition of long death. So you got this Abaxi monk and you think that this story of my whole monastery was killed and now I'm on a journey to discover myself. You think that's going to pay off in this episode? I'm just clarifying that that's, that's where you're going with this? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Channeling death. All right, this, this is going to be a really long episode for you. Nine lives, baby. Because you're going to have to use them all. You're going to have to experience all of them. As I tell you the story of a being born to a druid, druidic people in a jungle. From the moment this child was born, its eyes shone with an otherworldly light. And they knew that this child would be the one to end a squabble they've had with a great draconic beast for years and years, for generations. This is a protector Asimar named Greenbane. He's called Greenbane because that's what his people decided to call him when they saw he was born. All Asimars are born to more mortal parents. And these druids were locked in a battle for their land with an adult green dragon that had landed in their jungle and taken it for himself. But they, in their first battle with him, the one that saw the death of his great-grandfather, saw a strip of skin being pulled from the dragon's neck, a wound that has not yet healed. They kept those scales and they made it into a bandolier that they have worn for generations and they passed it down onto Greenbane and they know that he will be the one to finally end to, this dragon's to life. bring home the Lombardi trophy as a Greenbane packer, right? No. <laughs> bring it. Yes, he's going to bring it home. Okay, okay. He's going to bring it home all the way from Lambeau, baby. Okay, very good, very good. So this is a druid, Asimar. He is lawful neutral because he believes in what's right, but he is also... Um, a bit on edge because his people have seen a lot of strife through the years because of this dragon. And so he is not going to f- abide by your typical lawful good character. He's just a little south of, of proper there. Okay. And I'm using the inheritor background. So this scale that he wears around him is the inherited item that he wears and it informs him and it informs his personality. And now, if you want to move on to scoring, Uh, Let's get started. We do have our nine items that we're about to run through. And I want to mention that we have a score that you could possibly get between minus two to positive two. So that's five options. We've each come to the table with what we think we are warranted for our choices. And we will start with head bashing or melee. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, take the floor here with Cloud. Um, I believe that he has earned a plus two in this category. And let he, me tell you why. He's unarmed strikes. He's not bashing any heads. He He's lightly pawing at heads. I've seen the way a cat plays with yarn. Is he, this how he is this how he deals with his foes? He offers a flurry of blows, for one. Did you say a furry of blows? Yes. A furry a, a, flurry a, a, of blows. A furry furry Yes. A f- <laughs> furry flurry of blows. And you let have me to say you, that every time. So I'll give you the plus two if you manage to say that every time without failing. <laughs> so this he can get three total strikes by expending one key point. It basically allows him to uh, not only use the martial art bonus action of an additional melee strike, um, he can spend one key point and get a, an additional strike, which deals out 1d4 plus two bludgeoning damage for each strike. So that's one thing. Standard, he gets two melee attacks. Wait, did you say 1d4? Holy moly, this guy is tough. Two melee attacks, 
standard using the martial art uh, feature in a bonus action. But maybe three. Maybe three. He also has the option as a tabaxi to do 1d4 plus 2 piercing damage. This is also a double attack. 1-2. The old 1-2 punch. Muhammad Ali. Uh Uh Uh-huh. You know I like to name drop. Yeah, you did. So, um, he's pretty much either got the option to go full fist or uh, claw to the face. And he's got a strength of 14, which gives him a plus 2 modifier. He's got uh, acrobatics for proficiency. He can climb on walls. And he has a stealth No, that's not melee. That's not melee. It's totally melee because... That's running away, if anything. No, no. Have you ever seen how a cat can climb on something and then just dive bomb onto it? It with a stealth proficiency, he can do this as a surprise attack. Can he though? Oh, I, I've done it in game. Yes, he can do it. Oh, someone's been sitting on this baby for a while. Oh yes, yes. All right, Greenbane. Greenbane is a circle of the moon druid, which means he can shapeshift at a more powerful level than other druids. And as he comes from the jungle. His favorite forms are that of a tiger and that of a giant spider. When he becomes a tiger, he has a 1d10 bite and a 1d8 claw. And when he becomes a spider, he gets squished. (laughs) So he's up there in the mix, dealing it out. He also has the ability to pounce as a tiger, which can knock your enemy prone if they fail a DC 13 strength check. And he has the staff. If he's not in his form, he's got the 1d8. Uh, quarter staff, and he also, as a Asimar, has an ability called Radiant Soul, where once per long rest, he can make his eyes glow, he flies for 30 feet, those things are irrelevant to melee, that'll come up again later, but he also, once per turn, deals radiant damage equal to his level. So at this point, that's a plus three extra damage to every single attack he's doing. I think he deserves a plus two in melee as well. Hmm. This is what I'm going to have to roll for right off the bat. You're going to make me roll right on this right right now. I'm going to roll for mine if you're not going to let me take a plus two. You're pushing that this hard because is, is that the uh, is that the strongest part of his game? I'm not. He's a monk. I'm not, I mean, playing, I'm, I'm, I'm not showing I'm, my hand. I'm pr- you're showing you're showing your paws. I'm I'm not because show. I'm familiar with monks to the point where I suspect this is the this is the pinnacle of your game right off the bat. So you wish this category was somewhere else. You're going to say it's not a plus two? Because I'm, I'm rolling the d20. Okay, well then, it's a dc17, and what's your charisma modifier? Oh, is that a zero over there? So you got to get a 17 or better, otherwise you're going to plus one on melee. Ouch. How does that 16 taste? Ouch. I, yeah. Whoa. Okay. So I'll put you down for a one. Plus one. Uh-huh. And Fair and square. you let me take the two? Yeah. We'll yeah. Take really? Yeah. yeah. We'll take the two. Yeah. You're That's just, fine. You're just gonna roll over like we're that. We're gonna go. We're gonna go. We're gonna, you're gonna go rub your it. belly, kitty. We're gonna go with it. All right. Let's go into two. Let's go into two. I'll take range from here. And you know what? I am so happy you let me take that plus two because I'm about to break even. Because Greenbane doesn't care about range. All he's got is a sling. One d4 plus one. Yeah. That's his only ranged attack. A sling. A sling. Not for his arm. For little pebbles. Yeah. I'll take that minus two because I'm breaking even at this point. Dennis right. the Menace in here. Uh-huh. Cool, man. All yeah. right. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, you're going to take a minus two off the bat? I'm going to take a minus two. I don't even want to. We'll just keep I'm, moving along. I'm arguing with a negative one for Cloud of Distant Rain for this one. He has deflect missiles, which if... Uh, if No, you're, you're misconstruing here. Deflect missiles. as a defensive. Uh, that's a defensive ability. Yes. No, but, no. Range is ranged damage. Yes, which means that if... He, as Deflect Missiles states, you are allowed to reduce the damage 
of any ranged attack by 1d10 plus 5. If you reduce that damage to 0 or below, you are able to use this as a dart with a dex of 15 and a plus 2 modifier. He is able to use that as a ranged weapon. I also have a dart. So, you know what? You know what? I should have let you finish your thought previously. You want yeah. that minus one? Yeah, I want that minus one. You got it. I think this I think this round yeah. was pretty easy. Okay. All cool. right. Sorry I'm, for jumping down your throat on that one. <laughs> I'm going to burninating. I'm arguing a negative two. Monks don't have magic. You're until. arguing a negative two. I'm going to go ahead. With well, an argument complete. Yes. Can I rub it in at all? Is there anything going on here? Do you got anything? Uh, monks are not magic until sixth level. So nothing. So you got no magic. Nothing. No magic. Okay. So you're taking a negative two. I am a, well, I have a lot of spells as a druid. A green vein does. The Radiant Soul does do three Radiant damage. That is magic damage. I was counting for that with my melee. He also has Thunder Wave, which I, I thought about this. I was considering. I was going this Protector character. Do I take Thunder Wave? How do you not take Thunder Wave? The damage is fantastic. I'm what are arguing you arguing? minus one. Minus one? Yeah. I, that's fair. Let's because move on. Because Thunder Wave is his one spell. Move on. Let's move on. I have, I have, I have bigger fish to fry with this. So All let's... right, so now we are going into... Control Freak, and I think I'm in a really good spot on Control Freak with Green with Green Bane here. I'm going to go back to now, as I mentioned before, Tiger and Giant Spider. Now those are going to be the only two forms that he's taking at the moment because I'm really shaping this character of the jungle. But Giant Spider has Spider Climb. What what other character? What other creatures is he aspiring to be in later levels? What 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 affinities does he have at the moment? Crocodiles because they can go in the water. Uh, he wants to fly. A dragonfly maybe. Maybe, maybe a giant, giant ass dragonfly. Yeah, because they you got, got a problem they with got that. Weapons to boot, man. They're known for their danger. sugar ray. I just want to fly. He's looking forward to that. Okay, well, that's gonna be a great level for him. But you know what? We're only focused on level three today. You know, yeah, but this plays into your X factor because I don't know about you. That gives me a chubby just thinking about playing a dragonfly. Super gross. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, my control is spider climb web he has entangle spell he has charm person spell he's got the thunder wave with the pushback so i'm arguing a plus two he's got a lot that he could do out there i'm gonna challenge you on this plus two this is the plus two you're gonna challenge me yes. on yeah go ahead and roll i'll, I'll roll it, my I'll roll it right now this. i'll roll it right now do you want to do you want to argue any reason why you don't think because i think i've made because you, you, you're clearly. incorporating you're incorporating a lot of elements that should be put into smooth operator um that no. can be used absolutely web Restraining things. Uh, entangle restrains things. Charm person. Charm person. Yeah. You charm a person in the battle, and that person is no longer fighting. That's good. You charm a person in battle, and they might give you a little smooch. Ugh. Solid, man. You're very romantic today. Hey, man. Let's roll. You're all pent up with energy roll. here. All right. You're arguing a plus two. You need a DC 17. I, I need... got a plus two modifier, so What's I only need a 15. That's a 15. I roll a 15. Fair and square, I plus two. I 17. I get the plus two. <laughs> this is my day for Green Bane. All right, what is your control argument? Um, I'm going to argue a negative one. I have two attacks with my melee or my claws. One attack, uh, or one attack I can take. Um, your attack, you're, you're counting that as part of your control? So because this is in battle, I or I can take one attack, and I did not mention this in melee, I can take one attack and use a bonus action to either dodge or disengage. So, spending a key point, I can either dodge or disengage after attacking, which I believe adds an important element to the battlefield. I'm arguing a negative one. Now, let me ask you this. If Green Bane were to cast his light cantrip 
on something and move that light around, how would your control be? Would you feel compelled to chase that light? Uh, as a cat, probably. Minus two. You accept you're giving in to your cat-like instincts and all you have is your combat and you're disengaged. I gotta say, you get, you're getting a minus two. I, I don't, can't justify you know, a minus one. Bring, I don't feel but like bringing in the element of surprise and acrobatics, he has some control Negative Over two. how he engages into the combat? That's what you're trying to argue here? Correct. The way he sneaks in? Correct. There is some There is some control in the battlefield. I, wait, I would argue a negative two is when you really don't have anything to bring to the table. And I've been pretty fair. I think a negative one is fair. Well, don't try and shame me about oh. it. Hey. Wow. All right. You take your minus one. Tell me about so, how much of a hit he can take. Yeah, so um, I'm going to argue a plus one here. He has a... Interesting. Uh, yes, so um, in the monastic tradition of long death, um, he has a feature called touch of death, which when any when I reduce any enemy within five feet to zero hit points, I'm actually able to regain five hit points from them just by touching them. Okay, so a healing, circumstantial, but there is some healing. Yes, absolutely. And, and as I mentioned before, I have deflect missiles, which allows me to reduce the damage of any range attack by 1d10 plus 5. And uh -huh. then, of course, I also have patient defense and step of the wind, which by expending one key point, it allows me to use a bonus action to uh, either dodge or disengage from battle. Okay, and your hit points? Uh, my total hit points are 27. My armor class is 14. You're arguing a plus one on that. Yeah. Wow, so um, as far as a cat goes, it sounds like a guy who can kind of sustain a battle here. And I want to be mean. I really want to be mean. But you just shamed me on that last one. And <laughs> this is this is justified. I can give you a plus one. With on a that. zero charisma modifier, you got to hand that to me. That's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, you had no charisma in that pitch, but it, it worked. The information was there. What are you bringing to the table? Well, I don't know how much you know about how Wild Shape works, but I can take on the shape of a tiger with 37 hit points and if i have full hit points before i take on that shape that effectively gives me 37 hit points on top so i could drop to zero go back up to my 27 which is green vein's natural amount of hit points i also have bark skin which is a spell that it's yes, a I'm, yes i'm familiar ups my ac to a 16 which is currently a 12 so it's kind of low but i would up my ac to a 16 i also have cure wounds I think a plus one is delicate here. I almost feel like this is a plus two. I think he's very, very tanky in battle. So you're plus one then, is what you were arguing? I shortchanged myself. Yeah, so I will let you take that plus one. You know, as I was saying it, as I was talking it out of my mouth, it just sounded so wonderful. I don't know that I can ever back down. I think I have to take this plus two. Yeah, I can. How do you argue against the plus I, no, two? No, I, I can't. All right. I can't. The, the, the additional hit points on top when you, when you shapeshift. Have is... we gotten better at arguing, or are these characters just effective? <laughs> One of those so, two things is happening right now. Well, we are just the tip of the iceberg here. Uh, how do you help your allies? You want me to run down the list for you? Mending, resistance, cure wounds, thunder wave, bark skin, lesser restoration. I've also had an ability called healing hands, which allows me to heal equal to my level, which is only three right now, but that's another thing that I can use. I think I'm a plus two in there too. Yeah, this, this is a this is a this protective is, based is, character. Yeah, this is a very this is a very strong character in these past two categories, and I cannot argue it again. I have shelter. Oh, I see the look on your face. I have I see terror in your eyes. I have shelter the faithful. Shelter the Faithful. Which, um, basically... So, like, you set up a little lean-to somewhere, and Well, you, it, it allows me and You my, read them from your cat book? It allows me and my companions to, um, expect free healing at an establishment of my faith. This which, is just like rustic So, as soon as we get... Yeah, as soon as we get to the church, 
Everybody heals up. No rest involved. No rest involved. No, no. We're just like... So how often are you at churches where... Or in a town where you can't find a place to take a rest. And like you're at this church of your faith. So specifically your faith, which is what? The Long Death, which was the monk... The monastery that was destroyed? No. The cat, the monastery of the Cat Lord was destroyed. Get your backstory right, man. So... So the Long Death is around. The Long Death is, is around. Is it very common? Is this a, what kind? What kind of religion are we talking here? Not very spaghetti common. monster well, type of religion. Not very common. It's like actual Jedi's. The so, amount of people who actually believe in the Jedi faith. So, so if we want to dive into the, the backstory a little bit, he he is on a trek right now to Waterdeep to find one of the very few establishments. Oh, of, few. Yes. Few. However, yeah. if you're in a major city, chances are there is going to be a church of this. And the chances are there's going to be an inn that you could stay at and you could sleep there too. Without rest is what I'm Free saying. Free healing. What are you arguing on this? Hey, less time. Less time. And you think you deserve a... Minus two. Oh, why did you even give me this whole problem? Why did you... I, we, I thought that we needed to familiarize ourselves a little bit with, with the monk. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. That, was just an ex that was just a chance to talk about him a little bit. Yes. Just to... Just to to beef him up a little bit for the X Factor later on. Talk yes. about how fun yeah, he is sure. to hang out with. Because otherwise he's useless. Uh, well, I mean, there's a lot of cat lovers here on the, that are listening that are pretty offended. You're by. always trying to pander. Don't Somebody call China. A giant panda just escaped. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Smooth Operator. Your ability to handle charismatic situations smoothly. Also get yourselves out of situations without much trouble. My Did friend, I forget you, balance? Yes, I forgot balance. Okay. That must mean that you... Are a little bit scared of this balance so I'll go ahead and say I'm arguing a plus two I'm gonna run down the line here strength of plus uh, strength of 14 giving me a plus two modifier dexterity of 15 plus two modifier constitution of 12 plus one intelligence 11 with a zero wisdom 14 with a plus two charisma of 10 of zero you are striving very hard to not put anything below 10 right now I saw that on the last time I see that now you feel like this is your go-to on the balance as long as you got nothing below a 10 so you have something below a 10 then? No, I don't. Not on this one. Because oh. this guy... But this guy is thematically beautiful. I'm just also going to say proficiency in acrobatics, athletics, insight, perception, religion, stealth. There's a lot of stuff that he can be that it can be utilized here in balance. Are so the valuable two. abilities to a monk are strength and dexterity. They are completely physical beings. And you've got a 14 and a 15 there. Yes. You've also got... Your con is okay. You're fairly well educated... With an 11, more than a lot of creatures have, you don't have much charisma because you're a monk and you haven't dealt with people. Correct. 14 on the wisdom. You're being cocky, but you're going to get it. Okay. You're going to get that plus two, but check that attitude. Oh, at, no, this swagger, the this, swagger, this swagger I got right now oh, is going all the, the way to The coming in a little late in the game. Yeah, and that's how I do it. I finish strong. It comes got, all the way to the X factor. Well, I'm about to throw you back on your heels because I think I also deserve a plus two. State your case. Strength of 10, which... Is gonna be awesome in battle. It's gonna be. It's gonna be okay. In that is battle. one strong ass spider. I'm just. I am in that battle for the long haul. You know what I mean? Dexterity of twelve, constitution of twelve, intelligence of twelve, wisdom of sixteen, charisma of fourteen. Why a charisma of fourteen on this druid? Because he is the one that's going to accomplish this task for his people. He's out there and seeing himself as an envoy to the world. So uh, I feel like I'm very well balanced here. I'm a little weak can, on strength. Which, I will accept a plus one, but I will not accept any lower. Can you explain what race bonuses you got for this to achieve relatively high numbers? Uh, uh, an Asimar gets a automatic charisma of two. 
bonus two, and then the protector subtype gets a wisdom of one. So I bought it out otherwise. You can see my 12s aren't very costly in the point buy situation, so I really have a lot going on at the end there. Yeah, we're being very kind this episode. I'm going to continue the kindness. I'm going to continue the kindness. Oh. You you should get a plus two just this because... This is just a talk between friends. This is going to be very boring to listen to. I'm just going to tell you because you, you're strong in magic. You're uh-huh. strong in magic. Yeah. And so the strength doesn't matter as much. Uh-huh. And the balance is pretty good otherwise. Yeah. So plus two. All right. So if anyone was listening, they'd know I said plus one. Right. And I'm saying you... Well, you're, you're gifting me the plus two. That's why I you're said totally continue, me over continue, the continuing kindness. Oh, boy. Oh, the, the, the handshake. Yes. And yes. the kiss. All right, you want to go into Smooth Operator? Yes. So, um, what do you have for this? Thank you. Thank you. Look at this. We're just gentlemen now at this point. Smooth Operator, I'm arguing a plus one. I'm proficient in four languages. I have survival, animal handling, dark vision of 60 feet. I can charm person, and I have proficiency in perception. Uh, Now, these are also coupled with my charisma of 14, so that's a plus two modifier. I feel like I can handle a lot of situations. I have some ways of working around problems. Animal handling, I could rile up the people's horses to get the guards to run away. Dark vision, I'm seeing through the dark. And then I charm that guard who's by the gate. We become best buddies. He lets me in. I let my friends out of jail. If I'm in jail, I get out of jail. If the guards speak celestial, even better. Not many people do. But that guy who does is going to be so impressed. I feel like your your character is stacked this week. Did you just design a character around our our scorecard? I absolutely did not. Okay. I, I designed a character that to me was this protector, which was exactly in the name. When I saw Protector Asimar, I knew who this character would be. I coupled that with Druid, and I came up with this guy who's just going out into the world. He's got this valiant mission to destroy this green dragon, but on the way, he's going to save the lives of anybody he can. Yeah, I, I guess I'm taking one on the chin here. Um, I'm arguing a zero. I have, a prof- I have proficiency in stealth, which gives me a plus four. I think that can be paired pretty well with my speed of 40 out of combat. Um, I do have feline agility uh, as a tabaxi feature. And then, of course, I mentioned that I can climb walls. That with a proficiency in stealth, I think that that can get you into some... So you really don't, you really can't navigate a social situation at all. You're just thinking that you can slink your way out of it and work around the edges. Correct. Uh, hide in the shadows until if, the, until the whole thing say, blows let's over. Let's say let's say I needed to, you know, sneak into uh, a dungeon of and, and look yourself in the corner without anyone noticing. No, it, with uh, with with a dungeon of goblins, and I needed to overhear a conversation without being seen. Mm-hmm. I can climb a wall of this dungeon, and I can hide in a shadow. Without being seen, get the get the information and stealthily slink away without anyone knowing. Arguing a zero. Arguing a zero. You know, I'll accept your zero, but you know what I've also just noticed in this very moment? Our characters could totally be best friends. That's why... They're both kind of outcasts. They both prefer a cat-like form. That is why we've been so kind to one another this episode. We because made, we made best friends. We made bosom buddies. These oh, guys, These guys man. would totally hang out. This was so worth it. You would come on my journey with me. Yeah, cloud in, cloud in Green Bay. You can watch football together. Cool. Um, so you're my high, Mile High Stadium then because you're the cloud? Yeah. So that's yeah, like that's Denver and... Solid. And, and, yeah, Look and at Green you Bay pretending like you watch football. I uh, like yeah, it. I yeah, to, I like it. I had to Google. We, we paused for a really long time. <laughs> so uh, we're going to hop into aggressive charisma. What do you bring to the table here? Thunderwave. That's it, huh? That's the end of my <laughs> argument. <laughs> so, nope. I have a charisma of two. So, if we're doing any situation where I have to talk to people, if I have to intimidate, I'm in better shape than a lot of characters. If I have to deceive, I'm in better shape than a lot of characters. 
Otherwise, all I have is I have to blow the doors off a place. I thunder wave my way out that piece. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. Uh, what are you arguing? I think with that, I could get a minus one. Yeah. The, the, the charisma modifier of two can get you a, a minus one. See? Thunder right. wave. Thunder wave's a stretch. Um, I am arguing a negative two. I have a strength of plus two. I have no aggressive. I love how you start these things with I am arguing a negative two. As if you have something to prove at that point. I'm just stating why I do not. I, have... I, I need to implement. I need to implement lower scores just in these moments when you come to the table and say, "You know what? I think I deserve. I think well, I deserve the lowest possible score." Well, I'm going to tell you this right now. If I were to roll an intimidation check, say, uh-huh. my modifier is a zero. Yeah, it's not very intimidating. So um, I have a strength of two. I can knock down a door. I can. Ooh. What would, that was nice. Yeah, it's a mix of a meow and a and a kung fu mm-hmm. style. So yeah, uh, negative two. Wow. Man, you know, Cloud, as we go into the, the final moment here where we talk about X-Factor, we try and sell ourselves out to the audience, I feel like Cloud is looking at a pretty horrible defeat at this point. The points have not been tallied, but if you're kind of keeping track, you were letting me get away with a lot of stuff here. You were, you were accepting my arguments. Because really what, I'm, what is important to me at the end of this episode is that Cloud and Greenbane become friends in a campaign. Mm-hmm. Can mm-hmm. we at least say that? I, I think they absolutely would. So that's what I'm taking away from this. Mm. I actually feel warm at heart. That's sweet. So I don't think I need to state an X Factor. Um, I'm just going to say these scorecards... Yeah, why would somebody want to play this character that doesn't seem to bring much to the table? Well, monks tend to be a little bit tail-heavy when it comes to the the player's handbook. This is... Was that another cat reference? We've been heavily loaded on these cat references at this point. Yeah, so I, you know, I will just say, in all seriousness, monks do not bring much to the table in early levels. But once you advance past about seventh level, um, especially with your monastic tradition, um, you can actually get some really cool features out of this class. However, in early classes with a scorecard like this uh, at early levels. You know, really not too much to talk about. Well, you know what else I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you also about Green Bane. The last thing that I kind of held back on here is, if you're not familiar, SMRs also have an angelic guide. It's an uh, angelic being that can communicate with them, uh, can provide a little bit of information. It's not, it's not like being able to get in touch with a deity and answering otherworldly questions, but it does help you on your journey. And I took a name right out of the book, Gladia is the angelic guide for Greenbane. And this angel has seen everything that's happened to these druidic people. Uh, Galadia is fierce and vengeful in this. And while Greenbane is going out there with that lawful neutral, trying to be leaning more towards a positive person, he does have this spirit that talks to him that just wants him to destroy these dragons. So this is a conflicted, dangerous character that is just trying to help people and bring peace to his family and his tribe. And you know what? You've almost sold me, but I'm just recalling the tarantula. It could be a daddy long legs. Those things aren't intimidating. Daddy right. long leg would be fantastic. So, drum roll. Drum roll. What do we have as our score? All right, I'm going to start with you, Cloud. Uh, you came into this battle a flurry furry of blows. You can't even claws. say it. You can't it's not easy it. to say. And you have come out of this battle well below zero with a <laughs> negative four. Ooh, that's the lowest score yet. That is the lowest score yet. And Greenbane, in all of his righteousness, is walking away with a positive 7. That's an 11-point spread between Greenbane and Cloud. Might go down in history as the biggest defeat of the D&D character lab. Also will go down in history 
as the best friends that ever left this lab. I have given you such a hard time about this character, and you've also given yourself a hard time about this character. You, I feel like you just wanted this whole episode to be over from the get-go and just <laughs> accept your loss. But I know you like this character, and I like him too. I would enjoy playing him. In all of his uh, kind of imbalance overall, I think it's a fun guy to play. And I think these two... Yeah, so I don't mean to interrupt you, but um, around 6th level, um, I gained the ability to unsettle and terrify those around me. Anybody within 30 feet of me that has to make a wisdom saving throw, I can just use it as an action, and they are just terrified of me because of my familiarity with death. Um, and then at 11th level, if I were to be reduced to 0 hit points, I can just expend key points um, and bring myself back from the dead. Being more in touch with that 9 lives um, sort of theme that I had for this character. So at greater levels this is a really cohesive and fun character to play um but at third level i must uh yeah later on you become like a mortician at a dinner party where you just make people uncomfortable yes because you're so into death you're so excited about it so uh i may we be best friends yes we may be best friends okay. green bane and cloud two boys just hanging out two ca two little kitty boys and that concludes episode three. Awesome. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at DND Character Lab. And you can send us an email, dndcharacterlab at gmail.com. We'd also love it if you would review us on SoundCloud or iTunes. That would greatly help out, especially if you listened to this episode and said, I thought they were supposed to argue, but they didn't argue. They disagreed with each other the whole time. We'll see you next time for episode four. We are sticking with the same content that we are drawing from, but they will be fourth level characters, and we will absolutely be using feats because you got to use a feat when you hit level 4 and you have a choice between ability scores and that. Uh, that's going to do it for this time. I'm Garen. And I'm Dan. We'll see you next time. This has been a production of the D&D Character Lab Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at DND Character Lab. Or shoot us an email at dndcharacterlab at gmail.com. Most importantly, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or the Apple Podcast app.